So I want to talk a bit about something that I I saw you do, or rather I, I heard you describe what you did. And I have a lot of respect and admiration for that. Uh, and it was how to handle a difficult situation with somebody um, when you saw that they were going into addictive behaviors that were dangerous, had a cost, uh, a tremendous cost to others and to themselves, and and how you handled it. And in lots of ways, uh, you know, what I'm going to describe, because it, we're not going to talk about the specifics, I'm going to just give a brief overview, but it, it feels like essentially textbook, you know, what, what should be done. And I think what was touching is that if I put myself in your place, um, what seems like textbook when described in a general way, I can see the intensity of the emotions that are raised in doing it. So I want to kind of describe it by describing also what I see as the difficulties in doing that. Mm -hmm. I want to first check if you're okay with that, with me doing this during this conversation. Sure, go ahead. I think it might be helpful. So um, first, I can totally sympathize, empathize with how tempting it is to be in denial, to avoid confronting the problem, or to simply feel kind of paralyzed by it, uh, that it's so much that actually, even with the best of intentions, it becomes difficult um, to do anything. And, you know, I was touched when you were describing it, uh, as you were describing that moment when you were, that day when you were waiting for the possible discussion, and you'd monitor yourself and feel that sense of the heaviness in a negative way, you know, that kind of collapse. But at the same time, notice that time and again, you'd actually accomplish things, do things, find them energy, engage with things of real life in your house, um, so that it was difficult to to stay present but it required an intention and it required the effort and you kept doing it uh, while also feeling the natural tendency to kind of collapse under that weight. Am I describing it correctly there? I think so. Um, it's interesting listening to you describe it because you're, you're obviously referencing our last discussion. <laughs> we, uh, we sit and chat quite a bit at times and um and you were observing it in real time. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, the, the feeling, um, you know, the, the feeling that I had in that moment was extreme fear, um, anxiety. I mean, fear of potential outcomes uh, in this situation could be deadly. Um, and then anxiety over, you know, what to do, what should I do? How should I approach this? How's the person going to receive it? Um, 
and then a choice really to stay present. Um, so I can just say that I think in the past, um, my inclination was to deny and act like everything's fine or to medicate through it. Um, you know, there are a lot of things I can do to not have to deal with, with anything. And it could be substance abuse or it could be shopping or it could be, you know, um, I don't know, any number of things I could be doing, but my, my choice these days is to be present in this and see where I can be helpful. Um, how I can be of service in this situation and what is the best way to be of service? Um, and it's tricky because, you know, it's all, it's all, like you said, theoretically, this is a fairly easy process, but, but when I'm actually experiencing it in real life and the actual emotion kicks in, um, the inclination is to, make it all about me or get mad or, um, you know, avoid it or all of those things. So I, I have just decided in my life to, um, approach things as they show up in my life with full presence. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if I'm explaining it properly, but. Well, I want to, I want to highlight something there when you said, um, uh, that uh, what you would have done in the past uh, is either be in denial or go into the drama, making it all about you. And that's one thing that actually struck me and I really admired a lot is that sense of being able to to stay on the edge of you know, on the one hand, not falling into the denial or into the collapse. On the other hand, um, restraining, you know, having energy, but restraining the energy so that that energy did not go into how could you do this to me or do you see what it does to me or kind of making mm-hmm. yourself central into the story uh, or not making it pushy for the person. So that um, you, because you're very aware that uh, pushing too much actually would be totally counterproductive. Mm -hmm. And so that's a question that's a a, a balance between summoning enough energy to actually be present and engaged, but also restraining the energy in order to not go into drama or not go into pushy. And and so um, I think that what makes it possible is when we are aware, we are sensing the energy in ourselves and we're sensing when we have low energy or collapsing or we, we're sensing we have too much energy and we kind of sensing the energy and we're able to channel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there is a sense of the energy is not just wild horses, you know, pulling us in a way that's totally uncontrolled, but we can harness the energy toward the goals. Exactly. And, and that's kind of what I saw that you were doing, you know, and it not, it was not an abstraction. It was not something, but it was something that moment by moment, you were kind of walking that line. Yes. And I think, you know, for me, it's been helpful to, 
you know, a couple of different things in terms of how I try to manage myself in these situations. Number one is to think through whatever it is I think I want to do, because believe me, the thought is there to make it all about me. You know, in the heat of the moment with intense emotion, whatever it is, um, my natural inclination is to make it all about me and to say some perfectly crafted controlling phrase that will, that will make this person do what I want. And what I, what I've learned to do is think that through. So, you know, okay, so this is my natural inclination. What's going to happen if I do that? Yeah, yeah. And what I've learned is that I really don't have any control over another person, what they do, no matter how dangerous their behavior is. Um, there's no amount of, of cajoling, you know, or explaining or begging or pleading or anything that's going to change their behavior. So I have some choices in that moment. Number one is, you know, do I speak up? And then how is it that I'm going to say what I have to say? But for me, you know, what's important is, is that I'm okay. (laughs) And what that means is being present, acknowledging how I feel. Um, the night that we're talking about there, there was a, a period of time where I wasn't even going to bring it up. I think we talked about quite a few things before we even got there. Um, but for me, it's healthy to say to a person that I trust, Hey, this is what's happening for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, and so, yes, it's, you know, in practice, this stuff is, is difficult because the feelings are real. The fear is real. Um, but how am I going to handle myself with grace in this moment is really what I'm trying to work through. And in the, in, in the case of the conversation with the person, um, being factual, being non-emotional, rising above the detail of it all so that they can't argue with me, <laughs> keeping it short and to the point, my, my trust has to be in the fact that they heard me yeah, and yeah. I planted the seed. And ultimately that's all I can do. So um, I don't know if I'm, if I'm saying, you know, if I'm explaining myself, but. Um, oh, you're very, very clear. And I, I want to highlight some of the things that strike me, especially. So one of the things you're making very clear is that being that way is not your natural tendency. And so what we're talking about is this is an acquired skill. If we go with what feels right, what we do is we keep doing what we've always done. So this is something about learning from experience, learning from models and saying, if I want the outcome to be different, I have to do it in a different way. And it will be difficult and will not feel natural. Uh, And by definition, it has to be that way because otherwise it's going back into the old ways and they don't work. Mm-hmm. You're also talking about um, the idea of understanding that, you know, the goal is for you to influence this person and it's influencing as opposed to controlling, as opposed to think you have total power over them and realizing how little power over them you have But what you want to do is what little power you have over them in a good way, the power to influence them, 
um, you kind of titrate, you calibrate uh, in such a way that it can function. And so that's where the restraint comes in because the goal is you want to be heard by that person and you're very conscious of that goal. And so you're acting for that. And you describe how it has been a lot of thought and a lot of you know, thoughtfulness and, and about understanding where you are. So uh, it's realizing that you know, what is important to you emotionally is actually set aside. And the power of the emotions is used to fuel the energy to actually be focused on how the other person will receive you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's a very, uh, you know, it, it's, a, it, it's not, again, something that comes naturally. This is an acquired skill. And it's beautiful to see it when it works. Yes, I, I want to say, too, um, just that there are times I've used this analogy lately um, with regard to this specific situation. Um, there are times where I feel like I'm on a tightrope. And if you can remember being a kid and going to the circus and they have the acrobats that walk on the tightrope and they would have these long poles that they use to balance themselves. And um, I feel sometimes like I'm on that tightrope and I have the pole and sometimes I teeter to the side of extreme fear and panic. And then, you know, I, I see that. So I, I'm aware of the fact that I feel that way. And then I try to bring the pole back to the other side. And the tools that I use for that are the, the, the pause that we've talked about, stop, pause, breathe, get out of my head and and sink into my heart where everything is safe and everything is okay. Regardless of the outcome, everything will be okay. Um, I can, I will know, I have to trust that each moment will sustain me. I will know in that pause moment how to handle the next situation. Um, And yeah, so I mean, you know, the the point is that this isn't me walking through <laughs> through this with with utmost grace and control at all times. I'm, you know, I'm I'm literally sometimes on the tightrope. Um, and when that intense fear kicks in, I I try to breathe it out into the universe and and turn it over to the universe and trust that the same energy that causes the leaves to fall and then regrow in the spring and, you know, grass to grow and birds to fly, that same energy um, will sustain, you know, me. Yeah. I don't know the outcome. Um, But, you know, I'm not helping anyone if I'm hysterical or in denial or trying to control anything. So the only thing that I can control is myself and this moment, and it's a moment by moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I love that image of the tightrope. And, and certainly, the idea is, um, you don't suddenly improvise, um, and walk on a tightrope if you've never done it, uh, and a one that's very high in the sky. Uh, You know, so there is a preparation, there's a learning, it's a different kind of walking. And, and, and as you're describing beautifully, that's that moment by moment, presence at paying attention to what happens moment by moment in order to be able to adjust. And as you focus on the moment by moment, there is actually a calmness that sets in. Uh, 
because the simple act of focusing on something makes us calmer. Um, and so uh, what you're describing is in that preparation for going into the moment by moment focus, which then brings that calm. And in that calm, the outcome uh, or the fear about the outcome is kind of receding into the background and the focus is moment by moment. So there's no guarantee, but the more you actually see people doing the tightrope, the more you actually do it, the more you tr trust that this is actually going to work in terms of you crossing the line and being able to do that part, whether it actually succeeds in influencing people, we don't know, mm -hmm. but you give yourself a chance when you do it and, uh, and you, you are at your best when you confront the situation in this way. Yeah. And just as kind of think as a final note, um, this process allows me to be present in my world, the world that I inhabit all of the time, which involves a job, taking care of my house, taking care of my pets, um, you know, being a friend to others. So this process lets me do a good job still in the midst of, of this situation, which is pretty, you know, pretty big. It's big. Um, it could, it could have the potential to curl me up into the fetal position and, and, and become inactive and ineffective, you know, it really could. But, but no, it doesn't. I mean, the way that I feel like I'm moving through this um, is, has kept me very productive at work. I was telling you earlier, it's been so busy, um, but I've shown up, I'm present. I, I go to my meetings, I get my things done. I've had several great, wonderful conversations with friends. Um, I made my bed this morning. <laughs> my cats are fed. Um, you know, I can do my, you know, I don't have to let this thing take over. Yeah, yeah. Which is huge. It is huge. It is because huge. in the past that again, you know, that would have happened. Uh, which is which just it's just this, you know, it can be this crazy spiral of, of negative outcome, or I can move through my world um as effectively as I can and be present for this other situation as well. Yeah. So it's interesting. It's taken time to learn. And I've observed a lot of people that are, you know, I've learned from people, you know, I just as a, as another tool is, you know, find, I have made a conscious decision to look for people that are in my circle that quote unquote, have what I want. And for me, that is an ability to manage crisis with grace and dignity and, um, a degree of trust that everything is happening as it should and ultimately for my greater good. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. To find out more about the Proactive 12 Steps, see the website proactive12steps.com. Please send us your comments and suggestions through the feedback form at proactive12steps.com slash feedback.